Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 of the NeoWin podcast. I'm Rich Woods. And I'm Jean Carrasqueira. And today okay. we're kind of reaching a milestone because on this episode, this is, this is the second episode, we're talking about Microsoft earnings. On the first episode of the Microsoft podcast, we're talking Whoa, about really? the for the, for the third quarter, quarter of 2019. Nice. nice. So, Good catch. Is, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Nice. I barely remember what we talked about last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. So what what's new with you? How was your week? Um this week was um uh, fine. Some personal stuff. I always have personal stuff going on. It's weird. I, oh, I'm, don't I'm we all have personal lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But I planned my vacation for August. You know, I'm going on vacation in the first weeks of August and I finally planned what I'm actually going to do. Took took me some Where time. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to be traveling all over Portugal with my girlfriend. So that's. Oh, nice! So she's going there this time. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, time you came here. Nice. Yeah, I missed that. Nice. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So I, I was just just looking at this at this Windows Central article that that just came out about this concept for Windows Core OS, and I just sent you the link right before the show. Um, I don't know. I, I I I don't I don't usually write about concepts because I think they're stupid, and that, that's why like I didn't even include it in the show notes. But um, you know because because the whole idea behind a concept is that is that they're making it up. It's it's some guy that the the developer behind Hutro, which is a third party Philips Hue app, and they just uh, made something that they thought uh, Windows Core OS should look like. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you on this. Like concepts are such a weird thing to cover because it's just yeah a random person's vision for for things. Exactly, but, and you, you know what? With um, you know Microsoft can't look at these. Did you know this? Uh, Microsoft what? They can't look at these. Oh, they can't. <laughs> if they know that there's a concept, they will act. They will they will actively avoid it because. Because if they end up using ideas from that concept, that they they fear litigation. So, uh, so if you make a concept, they're and they're they're either gonna gonna try to stay away from it, or they're gonna try to not use your ideas. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, just looking at it though, I, I was looking at the tweet. The there's a little video, and and it really annoys me that there's an active wallpaper. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's really like it's just you know waves moving across the ocean or whatever, and um, that stuff uses resources. I hate active wallpapers; they're stupid. It's <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> we had moving images though, like a while back for for background. Like it was possible to have gifts, I think, or something like that as background, right? Like a yeah, long but, time ago. And it was, right, maybe. But we just but moved on from like, that. You know, my minor moving images like this is like a full video that this is showing in the background. It's a full. I, I just I, I I think it's a waste waste of resources, and I don't think that would ever make it into the product. But yeah, it's just one of those things you put on. It looks cool. Just if if you don't have to worry about anything, you just look at it and yeah, okay, fine. I but always, then you have... I always think about every week writing an article called. Things I didn't write about this week and why. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be making yeah. it interesting. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there was that one note dark mode story. I didn't write about that one because um, I couldn't prove it happened. <laughs> I, but I saw you got it though, which was awesome. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have written it if I couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to the actual show. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So we got a new 19H2 build this week. New 20H1 build as well, which is boring. But yeah, yeah. 19H2 is actually more interesting than 20 It was more interesting this week. New features, you can't exactly test them. So we, we got two, actually. We got 18362.1005 and 18362.1006. few minor new features. Um, it lets you... Um, enable third-party digital assistance to voice activate above the lock screen, which is kind of interesting. But you know, it, it's all about Alexa. Obviously, I don't think we're ever ever, ever going to get Google Assistant or or Siri. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it seems like a way to let you use Alexa. I was actually thinking of asking you when I read that if, if it's possible right now, if you talk to Cortana, can she talk to Alexa in the lock screen? Yeah. I don't know if you've tried it. I would yeah. think so. I haven't tried it. I, I, um, I don't know I if, don't... It's, if it has to do with that or if it's about like Alexa working independently from Cortana. That's my only... I, th I think it's about Alexa working independently or... And they, they just said third-party digital assistance, and I, I think the idea is that, you know... It's an open thing. If you wanna, if you, if Google wants to bring us assistant standalone to Windows 10, they can do that, and you'll be able to pick the digital assistant that works best for you. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. I mean, it's it's a minor thing, but it's it's not. It's more than what we got in 20H1. Honestly, it's yeah, <laughs> actually more interesting than 20H1 this week. So these these features were turned off by default. And then uh, dot one zero zero six apparently turned them on, and uh, according to rumors, nineteen H two will have all new new features turned off by default. So, um, yeah, nineteen H two is going to be a very very dull update. Uh, I, I assume that you, there's a way to turn these on though if they if they're turned off by default. It seems kind of weird to roll them out and have them turned off, but. It does. Yeah. It does. Like maybe the plan is is to to turn them on over the course of time. I I, I don't know. It, I know it's supposed to be a small update, but it just it doesn't make sense to to make these features, put them in there, and then just arbitrarily turn them off. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make any sense in the way I see it. Yeah. Like, well, why even list them if if we're gonna turn them off? Unless you do give people some way. To clearly turn them on, there's no point in even mentioning them, right? Right, right. So very strange. So this update will be out in the fall. We'll find out what the, their plans are. They've been very shady about the whole thing. So they have, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Microsoft is starting to auto update 18.03 users to 19.03. No surprise there. Yeah, they announced that, was... that last month, right? Oh, they announced it. Couple months um, ago, yeah. when, when they announced 1903, they they announced that that uh, they're not going to force this update on anyone. You know, it, it's going to say that there's that download and install option that you'll see in Windows Update. If you want it, if you don't if you don't want it, you can just ignore it, and it won't auto install. But it will auto install if you the version of Windows you're on is nearing the end of support, and 1803 is nearing the end of support. Which is November, so it's beginning. Yeah, that makes sense. They they said it more than once already. So yeah. Yeah, I was listening to Windows Weekly, and and Brad Sam's called this aggressive, and I really don't think it is. It's it's um, you know you know that they were aggressive. This is the least aggressive it's ever been, and I understand saying that it's still aggressive. The thing is that that these people are on a version of Windows 10 that came out well over a year ago now. Yeah. They, yeah, and you know the the only reason this is a, this is an issue and might be seen as aggressive is because 1809 was such a dud, and according to Ed Duplex, at least most people are still on 1803. Yeah, but that's. That's 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 not a. I mean, most people are on 1803, but it's not because they couldn't be on 1809. It's yeah. So yeah, the solution is if you don't want 1903, upgrade to 1809. It's it's yeah. very simple, you know. I, and I I think that's the one that you want to be on anyway, because if if Microsoft is going to force you to upgrade once a year because each update gets 18 months of support, and they're going to auto update you when that update comes comes to a close. So so basically every year you, you go from 1803 to 1903 or you can go from 1809 to 1909. And so if if the H2 update is going to be the, the minor one that's more stable and there's more quality, then you could stick with the H2 update if that's what you're worried about. Yeah, that's we've talked about that a couple of episodes ago, I think. And yeah, yeah. It, makes, it makes perfect sense. You can just choose your preferred sort of Ring uh, of yeah. sorts, 
It's and like the just... iPhone used to be. Like remember, you, remember Apple used to to have the redesign every two years. Then they'd have the S model, and like you had S people and you had whole number people. <laughs> <laughs> you know that like. <laughs> Well, what do you like? Do you want the want the Big Bang update with the new features, or do you want the stability update? And you can stick with that every year. Yeah, every two years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so, anyway, if you have Windows 10 Home or Pro, you can even even if uh, e even if you get that message saying that you're going to be auto updated, if you're on Windows 10 Home or Pro, you can still pause the update for 35 days, which is nice. Yeah, they, they they are giving people a lot more freedom this time around, and that's that's great. So calling it aggressive, given the context, is a bit of an exaggeration. I don't think it is. I mean, you got less than it's less than four months now of support left for eighteen oh three. Yeah, it's not a lot of time. I mean, and <laughs> and Windows as a service when when. I, it, it's not really a service, but they call it a service. And what they <laughs> yeah. said is, we're, we're going to take responsibility for your Windows updates. And so, so they they they're responsible for not leaving you on an unsupported version, unless you actively take steps to to stay on the, on that version. They're responsible responsible for not leaving you on eighteen oh three when support ends. They're not going to extend support this time. Yeah. And if if they left people on a supported version, they'd get criticism for that too. So it's they, they have Absolutely. to pick their poison. <laughs> they got to pick their poison yeah. there. And, and like starts, yeah, yeah. It's starting this right right now makes sense because because you know they they've got four months to do it. They're not going to be able to push this out overnight. So so they're going to start with the the way stage rollouts have always worked, which is they they start with the machines that they know are going to work, the ones that they've properly tested. And and you know if there's no issues they'll they'll move on from there. So four months yeah. out, all right, you know. Yeah, that seems fine. I mean, if you got a Surface Book too, uh, you don't get it. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. Did you write that one? I, I think I think it was me. Yeah. 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 So so if you got a Surface Book too, 1903 just makes your GPU disappear. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> It's like, how do you not see this? Like, it's your device and it's your OS. <laughs> you know, these teams do all work together too. Like the Windows team, <laughs> the Surface team. Like it's modern. Was it modern life? Modern, modern desktop. Like, like off, like Office three sixty five and Windows ten and Surface. That like they work together for that that might well Microsoft three sixty five experience, right? So it's very, it's very strange that. Uh, Surface yeah, Book Two just doesn't work with 1903 right now, so that'll be fixed soon, though. Hopefully, yeah. No, it will. yeah, this it's, this it's, is, uh, yeah, yeah. That that'll be fixed in a cumulative update, and then the the cumulative update will be built into the ISO, and then you'll be able to upgrade, and you won't have any issues. It's yeah, it's funny. It's funny that they they have upgrade issues to 1903, like blocking issues, and then they fix it in an update to 1903, and people ask like, wait a minute. How can <laughs> I'd have to get to 1903 to get this update? And I, I don't think people realize sometimes that that update ends up built into the ISO and that that fixes it. So, yeah, otherwise, that'd be a pain to service every time someone installs <laughs> an ISO and just have to service everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it would be impossible to, to, like, if something is blocking you from upgrading to 1903, it would be impossible to upgrade to 1903 and then get the fix. Yeah. You need the fix first. <laughs> Yeah, so doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So they're starting to auto update people that are not on Surface Book Two. They they yeah. uh they have that that health dashboard that shows known issues, anything that might uh, block your upgrade. The US USB drive issue is fixed. That's finally been marked as fixed. Mo most of the issues on there have been marked as fixed. I haven't had any issues with nineteen oh three. Except with some of the new light theme, but that's minor. <laughs> but nothing deal breaking. So yeah, I've had a good experience in nineteen oh three. But I've seen people whenever we write about Windows updates, there's always someone saying talking about how how nineteen oh three is not worth it and just oh of course performance. There's always someone saying that, and I don't I don't see it. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna hear from those people. You know, that's always <laughs> gonna happen. It's a, it, like the you know. 
so, something about people is just that, that that the ones you're gonna hear from the most are always the ones that that have a complaint to make, and I, <laughs> I think that's just the net. Like, <laughs> like here's the thing: you might go to a restaurant, check the reviews, and they have all bad reviews because people don't necessarily want to leave a review unless they have something bad to say. <laughs> like they want to make a complaint and they want it to be published publicly. You know, that, that's just the way it is. Yeah, people are much more likely to uh, speak out about negative things than positive ones. That's Dude, I see comments from people who say they're still on 1703. And um, <laughs> they're like, I'm on 1703 and it's good. I'm not upgrading. It's like, dude, you're not getting updates anymore. <laughs> <laughs> who cares about security? Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I understand that like, there are some people that say they're on 1703 because it's – their job that's keeping them on 1703 and and those those like enterprise and education do still get updates for 1703 but there are those people that just refuse it's crazy it's crazy just yeah i saw i saw a meme that said people who turn off windows updates are the anti-vaxxers of of oh yeah Anyway, tell us about tell us about killing off Skype SMS connects. Well, that's that wasn't entirely surprising. So Microsoft, <laughs> no, <laughs> Microsoft is killing off their uh, feature called SMS Connect in Skype, which basically lets you connect your phone number. If you have Skype on your phone, you connect your phone number to the app, and then you can send SMS from your computers using Skype. So Mac, even Mac OS, Linux, whatever you have. If you have Skype on it, you can connect it and send SMS from there. And this is like the third time Microsoft is building a feature like this. So yeah, they had messaging. The third time. <laughs> yeah. So with uh, Windows 10, I think it was uh, 15 and 11. They have messaging everywhere because they split Skype. Oh, they into never shipped messaging everywhere. Oh, wasn't it in 15 and 11? No, 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 was... no, 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 no. The messaging app came in 15 and 11, and I believe it only worked with Skype. And you can send messages through Skype. Um, uh, I believe it was in 1607 testing that they announced messaging everywhere, but it never actually uh, shipped. Oh, uh, crazy! Okay. <laughs> so there's that. So they started with that, then they canceled the the whole Skype split apps thing, and they made an actual Skype UWP app, and they had the SMS capabilities built into that. But that only worked for Windows 10 Mobile and Windows 10, so there was that sort of limitation there. And so then, after they killed that off again, they had SMS Connect, which worked everywhere and was really nice. And now it's that too. Uh, nice, <laughs> nice. Because because they announced uh, Windows, uh, the Your Phone app came out soon after this, I believe. Oh, can I just months. say something? I love in this image, this image on your article is like it shows the message: SMS Connect is going away. And it says you can also continue to read and reply to SMS messages from your computer when you install Microsoft Your Phone app. And there's then there's a button that says install, right? <laughs> what does that install button do? Does that take you to like? Did you click this button at all? Does that take uh, you to, to the store to to download the Your Phone app that comes with Windows 10 as a, and is impossible to uninstall? <laughs> I actually did not think to click it now that you mentioned it. I just need to know. I need to know because because it's impossible to uninstall your phone. It comes with Windows 10. What are you installing? <laughs> just know. That is that is a great question. What the heck? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> that that is it so strange. It's it's probably just labeled wrong, and it probably just launches the Your Phone app or something. But that's crazy. That's yeah, that's it's, a, it's a Microsoft thing to do, is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> not not thought through at all. It's just very strange. Yeah. But, yeah. Did you ever did you ever test out messaging everywhere? Um, I don't know. I did use the messaging app for a while, but I can't remember if I tried messaging everywhere. Yeah. The messaging app is such a mess. Um, I don't you know, know it I, still exists. Why does it still exist? I have no idea. I have no idea. And they just remove bits of the OS sometimes, but not that. And and but the thing is, I liked messaging. Like I well, I liked the messaging app when it first came out, 
because actually the the only way that you could use it for for SMS and Skype was was with Windows 10 Mobile, and um, I I like that 1511 plan where they split Skype into uh, phone Skype video and messaging. I understand that it was a bad idea because trying to bring these three things to feature parity with the rest of Skype would be just too much. But but I like that idea of just integrating it more with the OS in general. But messaging everywhere, you know, it was good for 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 its day. It just never shipped, which was really annoying, and everybody hated it. The <laughs> fact that it didn't ship, they hated. Um, yeah, people missed that when it when when they canceled it. Yeah, and so. I I didn't like it too. And I I agree with you that the the idea of building Skype more into the system was good because you it's kind of like yeah. iMessage. iMessage you don't really see it apart from your normal SMS. They just have like different colors too, right? Right. From what right. I understand. So well, I, just... I would I would compare it more to to iTunes. Like iMessage is like integrated into into iPhone, but it's only on iPhone iTunes is a better example because because now on, on Mac OS it's split into four different places. It's in three different apps and then various functionality is just in the OS. Like, like if you want to uh, restore your iPhone to factory settings through a Mac, you would do that through Finder. So on other platforms though, like Windows, it's still just its own big app. So it makes sense where, where you can have those different pieces of it on Windows and then on other platforms like Mac OS or iOS or Android, you would still have that big singular Skype app. Yeah, I think it could it could have worked. It was it would have been a lot of work probably to make things yeah flow well. But it, if you were on Windows, it would have been the best experience probably. Yeah, one of the biggest issues was that that it didn't have uh, feature parity like the the messaging app. I think there was an issue where you couldn't send images through Skype messages. It was like basic functionality was just missing. And, um, you know, obviously they, they were aiming to get it there. Just like when, when the Skype UWP app came out, basic functionality was missing for a while. And um, I guess they just realized that it would be too much. So. Yeah, they've really gone for this sort of cross-platform thing that's exactly the same everywhere. Or yeah. pretty much exactly the same. Because it's an Electron so, app, I think. So it's kind of a web-based app. It's the same everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Did they say when they're killing it? They didn't say, right? Uh, it, uh, it's at the end of August, I think. Yeah, August oh, 3rd. Okay. Message. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. So now I got to use your phone. Except, you know, there's no, no, nothing on macOS or iOS or Linux. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know... You know um it's just it's just a connection from your phone to to windows so so it's not like it's a, a cross-platform service i don't use your phone anyway so i'm i'm yeah, very happy not using it <laughs> I, I actually I, barely open it though i have it but yeah i i i like you know i i, I already have a bunch of messaging tabs open in my browser. I have two messaging apps open. I have Skype open, I have Slack open, and then in the browser I usually have Google Hangouts and Facebook Messenger open. So I'd rather have Android messages open in a tab in my browser than have a separate app open. But that's oh, yeah. just me. <laughs> so uh, You're still using Google Hangouts? That's, that's my main takeaway here. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you're not the first person to ask me that. And so... so <laughs> So I, I here's the thing. I often carry more than one phone, especially when I'm reviewing one. I I I have a Google Fi phone number, which is not the same as the phone number of the Sims in my phones. So what Google Fi allows me to do is receive SMS and and you know MMS through through Google Hangouts. So that allows me to text from a browser. Um, if, if someone sends me a text, I get it on all my phones rather than just one. So so it's not Hangouts the service itself. It's, it's uh, the SMS I can use through there. So. That should just work with the Android Messages app. But okay. What? That should just work through the, message, the Android Messages app. 
Well, they don't have Android messages for iPhone. They don't. Uh, they, don't um, they don't. They you know Android messages will work with one phone. As far as I know, I, I, I as far as I know, if I have two Android phones in my pocket, um, I'll receive a text message and Android messages in one of those on one of those phones, not both. So. Uh, yeah, wow, hang- the, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing thing about Hangouts is it's it's all linked to that one phone number, so I can receive text messages on all devices that have Hangouts, and it's not just about texting through a PC. It's about being able to use it with all of my devices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So that's that's where I'm at with Google Hangouts. So Edge Dev Build, go ahead. Um, okay, so there's a new Edge Dev Build, obviously. Took them a while because apparently they were supposed to be releasing them on Tuesdays now. Oh, I love and... it! I think that's only happened once since the, since they said that. <laughs> uh, right, right on schedule. Then it's exactly nope. what we expect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, it's built seventeen seventy seven point zero point two eighteen point four, and it comes with dark mode. Uh, with an option for dark mode in the browser. This is one in was this was in the Canary, Canary channel last week. Okay. And now it's in the dev channel. So if you're on Windows 7, 8, and 8.1, now you have dark mode because you couldn't before because before it was dependent on the system setting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's, that's good. Yeah, that's I think that's the most notable thing here. There's more translation stuff. Uh, IE mode isn't going to work if you're using application guards. So. I wonder why, if that that's not compatible, but okay. Uh, and that's really about it. Is it wait, is, is it an option to prevent IE mode, or is it just, just not working? It just says prevent IE mode in application guard containers. Is not really right. specified? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. fairly small update. Kind of, we're still waiting on betas and actual syncing functionality for everything that's supposed to work. You know, so, password, does password syncing even work in, in old edge? That is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I, ba- I barely use old edge, but when I do, my passwords don't seem to be there when I use it on a new PC. So I, I hope that they're making this a priority. I've spoken to them, and they seem like they are. They, well, they, they say they are. Like, oh, we want to get everything else working First, we want to want to make sure everything works perfectly, and then we'll add that. And um, yeah, I, I just really hope it's a priority for them because it, without password saying I won't use. It. I'm <laughs> like you know, I talked about this last week. I'm on Chrome again because just because it, it's easier. Um, yeah, but I've um. I don't think I've had that trouble with old edge. I, I think I'd be able to log in. Like, like when I set up a new phone, if I put the username in a new website in a website that I've used before to work, I think. Yeah, it's possible. But... I mean, I I, <laughs> I I really don't use it. Just I do not use it. So, okay. You know, I was but... using the new edge for a while, and I'm back to Chrome, unfortunately. So. But I'm looking at the settings page now that you mentioned. You mentioned syncing. They have. I think there's a few options here that have been in Canary. I'm, I'm not sure about Dev. But mm-hmm. there's a few things here that I think they've turned on in syncing. They have um, settings, I think. There's there's four toggles that are on. Favorites, settings, addresses, phone numbers, and more, and passwords. They're all activated in the where settings page. Uh, if you go to where settings, are the settings page? Oh, it's uh, settings, and then there's like syncing. What is it called? It's just the first thing. I don't see a syncing section. It's, it's, in a, it's on the main page. Oh, sync. The profile oh, okay. page. Sync, yeah. Yeah, it's only in the Canary channel. In the Dev channel, it's not turned on for me, and I can't turn it on. So the two new things are addresses, phone numbers, and passwords that are turned on now in Canary. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh. So, so, yeah, and that's not turned on for me. Um, I'm going to play with that later. So that's not, that's not in uh, Dev yet, huh? No, I, I, I opened Dev to double check and, it, and it's not working in Dev, but it is in Canary. Damn it. <laughs> so next week, maybe you can switch oh, back to Edge. <laughs> no, it doesn't work for me. Not even in Canary. In Canary? What version do you have in Canary? I have 
Are you on the latest one? Oh wait, no, it just it just turned on. Okay, so so we have a bunch of options that don't work here, right? Yeah, we still have a bunch, but now these two yeah. are activated. So Extensions, history, and open tabs. The buttons are there, but you can't click them. So yeah. I just I just relaunched uh, Edge Canary, and and I can turn on passwords, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, very cool. But I can't. I the option is there in Dev, and I can't. I can't click it. So yeah. all right. All right, That's we're getting there. next week. Yeah, next week. Nice. Maybe you'll be able to do yeah. Can't Some complain about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's we're making cool. progress. Yeah. That dude, that's that's the thing that I want. <laughs> it's a uh, <laughs> yeah. password. Okay, great, great. I'm I'm so pumped about this now. <laughs> I can't even know. Yeah. All right. I remember that. Thing, so. Yeah. Xbox insiders in the alpha ring are now testing version 1908. End of story. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> but, yeah, but it yeah. is interesting because last week you you said you expected that after 1907 it would be 1907. I, I totally thought yeah. it would. What features <laughs> do they have left to add? <laughs> there, there's not, they don't. They actually don't have any features left. Okay. No, they don't. So so here's the way that this usually works, right? Windows 10 gets two major updates a year: one in the spring, one in the fall. Xbox gets those updates too because Xbox runs Windows 10. So, some features don't make it into the major feature update, and then they do monthly updates where they kind of add those things gradually. And sometimes there's a couple other things that they think of along the way, but you'll see a lot of things that they're planning to do for an update doesn't make it into the update that gets into the next month's update. So, 1904 was what we call 1903 on Windows 10. They had 1905, 1906, and 1907. And after 1907, I really expected them to move on to 19H2 because Skip Ahead Insiders have been testing this for months, months and months. And they haven't gotten any new features because obviously if there's new features, they go into the monthly update that, you know, regular Alpha Ring testers are, are testing. Yeah. So now we got 1908 and Brad Rossetti, who, who announces all the builds, he said, this build has fixes we need ASAP. To measure build quality ASAP as soon as possible. But the fix listed was various stability fixes to the system. So there's literally no information about this update. I just thought it was really interesting that they're getting 1908 instead of going straight to 1910. Yeah, it's, I was surprised too because you said you expected 1907 to, to be followed by 1910. And I, I, well, I, thought... I wouldn't. This makes no sense. <laughs> I, I expect. <laughs> I thought you were right. I thought you were right, but apparently, yeah. Microsoft just likes playing with us, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it for that. I um, <laughs> uh, Q4 earnings. This was all right. First of all, let's talk about this article. It was a nightmare to write, and I just want to say that <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I, I started writing it. I was like halfway through, and my power went out for about a second. It was enough time for my my desktop to shut down my internet to reset so so then i went to a laptop because if it happened again i didn't want the pc to shut down i, I had to start over and then i wrote it i submitted it and it was about to be published and then we realized that there was a problem with images on neowin and uh steve messaged me he said he dequeued it um and it was published about 10 hours after i submitted it <laughs> wow yeah. yeah that's Oh my yeah. God. Anyway, Microsoft generated $33.7 billion in revenue for 12% growth, which is pretty solid quarter. Um, let's see, some highlights. So the, the, the biggest thing was that Intelligent Cloud was the biggest of the three. Um, so there's Intelligent Cloud, more personal computing, and productivity and business processes. And Intelligent Cloud was the biggest one with $11.4 billion. Usually it's more personal computing. So yeah, it, it was close this, though. There's a hundred million. It, <laughs> well, it was close, but usually more personal computing is the biggest, kind of by a lot, um, by like a couple billion. And see, here's the thing: more personal computing includes um, all those consumer products we love, which is Windows, Surface, Xbox, uh, Bing's included in there too. Not one of the products we love, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, so 
the cloud has been the message for a few years now, and it's always been kind of funny that that this is the thing that they've been pushing for so long, yet the the one with Windows is the one that always comes out on top. But not this time. You know, obviously they've been showing such strong growth in, in cloud for so long that, um, you know, this had that. to happen eventually. Yeah. You know, Intelligent Cloud is not an actual Microsoft product, but it's not an actual thing. But <laughs> like, you look at the way that they divide up their, their revenue reports and they're just, um, it's like they say what they want and they kind of make up these categories. Like when, when I saw that Intelligent Cloud made more money than personal computing, I my first thought was like, okay, so they moved some stuff from more personal computing to Intelligent Cloud, so now it has more money. That was my first thought. And I don't <laughs> think that's what happened, at least based on the report. So, Yeah, Azure yeah. grew a lot. Azure always grows a lot. Um, you know, 64% server products grew 5%. You know, they, they always have the, these three... Three categories, which is like server products and cloud services grew by 22%. And that's broken up into 64% growth in Azure and 5% growth in server products. So that's cool. Um, Windows OEM Pro revenue grew by 18%. Non-Pro declined by 8%. Microsoft said that, that the Pro growth was healthy Windows 10 demand. And also the upcoming end of life for Windows Seven, but it's really just—it's <laughs> really yeah. just the upcoming end of life, you know. Um, nah, that's, that's a minor thing. Yeah, don't, don't think about it too much. <laughs> yeah, don't think about it too much. Surface revenue grew by fourteen percent, um, which was kind of surprising because it had, you know, the 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 hardware range is aging. They're all using KB Lake R chips. Um, well, not all. I mean, obviously, Surface Studio is using a seventh-gen processor. Um, uh, that was so sad. Why, why would they? Just... Yeah, it is. Microsoft. <laughs> they said uh, it's due to growth in the commercial segment, which, I mean, I can't think of any other possible reason that Surface would have grown. Uh, well, actually, I mean, last year, last year we. We didn't have Surface Pro 6 and Laptop 2 and Studio. So we do have a refresh lineup from last year. So maybe it was just a slow quarter last year. I don't know. What surprised me was that gaming revenue declined by 10%. Um, hardware revenue declined by 48%. That was a steep decline. <laughs> I saw your tweet about their expectation. Oh, Hardware revenue declined by 48% because of, get, guess what? A decrease in volume of consoles sold. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's, uh, it's, it's like, it's like say, saying our revenue is up primarily because we made more money. It's, it doesn't, <laughs> like you, it's not saying anything. So there's that. I mean, it, you know, they, they didn't, give any reason beyond that I, I would i would say that a big reason would be that that scarlet is on the way we're at the tail end of this generation so you know i, I don't think it's really surprising they they um obviously the xbox one sad edition didn't didn't help sales at all yeah so, it doesn't seem like it did yeah software and services declined which that surprised me a little bit but by three three percent not a huge deal um, and then Xbox Live monthly users grew by 14% to $65 million. So, um, Seems kind of contradicting almost. How, how does the service, other services make less money if you have more people using them? Well, yeah. I mean, Xbox Live is not a paid service, though. I mean, anybody oh, yeah. can use Live. it. Yeah, I was thinking of Live Gold. Yeah, but no, that's not. They're yeah. not it's funny like i remember the first time that they announced like this huge xbox live number is like a year ago and I, I remember looking at it and saying like like wait a minute they just and it was like it was the quarter after they released microsoft solitaire collection for ios and android and i'm like wait a minute that <laughs> might have something to do with it like like it's like the the huge number of xbox live users has nothing to do with people actually using an xbox anymore so 
Yeah, that's, well, that's very sneaky of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's Office 365, too. Um, 31% growth in Office 365 commercial seats, 23% uh, growth in revenue per user. And um, so regular Office commercial products declined by 17%. Office 365 consumer subscribers grew to 34.8 million. That's not right. Did I type that wrong? Well, it no. seems to be. No, I didn't. Right. No, 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 that's right. I, I, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking something else. Uh -huh. uh, and then Office consumer products and cloud services grew by 6%. So uh, that's Office. Office is doing well as always, as it always has. And um, yeah, Microsoft yeah. is doing well. Yeah, they're, they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> $7 billion in revenue is a lot of money. Yeah, that, that is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. Apple might put the rainbow logo on its products. What do you think? Um, I'm not sure what to I'm not a huge fan of the logo, uh, to be honest. I just think it looks owned. I, 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 it does. <laughs> that's the only thing. But if you're going to reuse it at any point, I feel like it's right now is a good time because not only is it a nostalgic comeback, but it's also a representation of their prior products. They always have something like that. Yeah. And so you can take it either way. And I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head that it looks old. Yeah. And, um, so, so, so here's the stories. The Apple might, there's, there's a report which even, there's a report from Mac Rumors, and even Mac Rumors said it might not be true. So it might, this might just be nothing. So the report was that Apple might use its old rainbow logo on some of its products this year. Doesn't say which products. It doesn't say it doesn't say anything specific. So they could just be bringing it back for their entire brand. They could be creating a special edition of a product. No one knows. Um, but I, I think you hit the nail on the head that it just looks old. And <laughs> you know, like you said about nostalgia. Nostalgia is big. I saw plenty of tweets about how, oh, this is a great idea. I'd buy this in a second. You know, the thing about a product like this is that you'll get plenty of people that buy it on day one for nostalgia. And then day two, no one will buy it because it's 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 not a great looking logo in 2019. So, like, you're either buying it for nostalgia on day one or you're not buying it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that gets it gets people talking about you more than it gets people buying the product, and that's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> enough people talk about Apple. I mean, like you know, the 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 concept images look nice. Um, I, I I would love to have a product that has this logo on it, but uh, you know, I wouldn't buy a product to have this logo on it for two years. It's <laughs> I'd love to, I'd love to have it on my iPhone for a week. But that's it. But send like a sticker with the logo. Just put it on top of the Apple logo on your iPhone, and just when you get tired of it, you just take yeah, it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and these stickers stickers do exist, so yeah, I don't know. I I, I I honestly don't see Apple doing this unless, like you said, like like unless it's a pride thing. But I I still don't even really see Apple doing it. It's um. It's a little too much. It's, yeah, I think it's a little too much effort because usually they, they've done like watch bands, but those are easier to make than assembling yeah. a whole phone just to put that logo on it. Yeah, well, they could. I mean, it's just, it's just, I, I mean, the logo is a little too much. Like, like, it just doesn't look good in 2019. Like, they used this thing for over 20 years, from 1977 to 1998. And like, they haven't used this on a product in over 20 years now like there's a reason that they moved on from that in 1998 they could have stuck with it if it still looked good it doesn't though yeah that's yeah i think it looks very retro and mm, I, i'm not sold on it either so yeah they're not they're not the rainbow company anymore they like they, they're the 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 white minimalist you know single color no background company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they have the sort of minimum premium image. Right. They, you yeah. know, like that that basic white Apple logo. Like that's that's what Apple's all about. The 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 various different colors and and the flashy colorful look. 
That's not Apple. That's not the 2019 Apple. Although with the yeah. Johnny Ive one, who knows? <laughs> a lot of things could change, even though he's a still of... working for. But <laughs> exactly, he's the he could Apple, so he could work for Apple. So <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? That's, yeah, man. we'll see if this happens. Uh, I have my doubts too, but yeah, I oh, all I can see is a possible, you know, special edition product. Um, and maybe a special edition of an existing product that's exactly the same, except except it has a different logo on it that costs two hundred dollars more. Um, you know, like like they could release an iPhone, they could release an iPhone ten R two, whatever they're gonna call it, um, with in all the different colors. They could have one color that has that logo, and they can charge two hundred dollars extra for it. And um, that. Sounds like an Apple thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> the key part being that the logo costs 200 extra dollars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly the same. And when I say special edition, I don't mean like upgraded specs or anything. I mean just the logo. It's like the product red ones. Uh, yeah. But, but even more expensive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> product red costs, costs the same amount of money, you know. Did, um, did the first one cost one? Maybe not. I thought one maybe, of them. Maybe. I don't know. I was talking about the Snapdragon 855 Plus. So um, Qualcomm introduced a new chipset this week, which is kind of a refreshed version of the Snapdragon. It's not kind of, it is a, a refreshed yeah. version of the Snapdragon 855. Um, and it's just, it seems to just have a higher clock speed. So, uh, it's meant for, for gaming. And um, that's about, you know, it's interesting because you know, this is probably going to show up in um, the ROG phone or Rogue phone, yeah. whatever Asus calls it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you've been writing about the specs of that phone. So, uh, you know, it, I think... Should... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, interesting that they're doing that. But last, last year, Asus already had a special version of the 845, but they were the yeah. only ones. They, they basically just sort of overclocked the 845, and no right. one else did that. And I think this this move by Qualcomm announcing it publicly, I, this sort of thing publicly, kind of levels the playing field for other gaming phones that might come out during the year, because Asus was the only one that did that with last year. But now yeah. other companies are probably going to use this. So I don't doubt that other companies could have done it last year, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they could. Yeah, Asus doesn't have some special technology where where they can overclock chips like like some <laughs> companies do overclock chips. But um, I guess this is just more more built for it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they you know Qualcomm announced the. Elite Gaming Platform, or Snapdragon Elite Gaming, last year in Hawaii. And, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I remember at, at the briefing for that, I'm like, wait, is this a separate chip? They said no, and it wasn't. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's a big part of this, is Snapdragon Elite Gaming. Like they, they are focused on mobile gaming. I know you don't believe me, but mobile gaming <laughs> is huge. We've talked about. Oh no! Oh no! I'm sure it is. It's just not for me. I would say. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But. It's 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 very a very very important market. And and one thing I I you know because I talk to the guys at Qualcomm a lot and I know they are super focused on on mobile gaming because it is it's a a growing market. It's going to continue to grow. So, mobile game. Do you, do you think this will show up in non gaming phones though? Uh, that is a, a good question. I don't know. I, I Samsung could put in the Note 10, some people have said. I yeah, really... I've, I've seen the speculation that Samsung might use it, Google might use it in the Pixel 4. But why? <laughs> you know, um, you know, a bigger clock speed means a bigger hit on battery life always. Um, you know, you know, eventually smartphones have to get to this place where you're using different chipsets for different use cases, right? We, we have a, a very simple system in smartphones. Premium is a Snapdragon 800 series, and then it goes down from there in tiers. With PCs, on the other hand, it's very different. 
it's radically different where where you know if you buy an ultrabook you get a 15 watt quad core processor core i7 is the best if you get a gaming laptop you get a 45 watt hexacore processor and well now the the core i9 is octacore if you get a desktop pc it's um it's a 65 watt processor or a 95 watt unlocked processor like you have different processes for different use cases because there are pros and cons to each and you focus on the pros that you want from that device you know if you really want the power you're sacrificing battery life and that's where that that 45 watt chip comes in if you're just using it for productivity and you want the battery life and a, a thin device you can get that 15 watt chip so it, it would make more sense to me if if the the Note 10 and the Pixel 4 use a regular Snapdragon 855, and then we have this chip that's more focused on gaming for things like the ROG Phone 2 and, and a possible Razer Phone 3. Yeah, I agree with your stance on that, because these are, it's, it's like you're saying, these dedicated devices, right now, if you look at phones, gaming phones, they're, all, they're just the same as any other top-end phone. They just have the, different, the, the differentiation is only the design, mostly. Exactly, or, you know, stuff like the Nobia that has a fan, but you know, it's stuff that's not uh, right. it's not as obvious on, as on PCs. That's because, what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> because it, you can get a better gaming PC with even like if you go for PCs, you can buy a Core i5 and just have a better GPU than having an ultrabook or a Core i7 because it just has right. a better, the, the other one just has a better GPU, and that's where the focus is. And yeah. on phones, you don't really have that because it's all the same. So if, if you want to have a top-end gaming phone, you have to have a Snapdragon 855 something. And it just ends up being the same as a, as a Samsung, just with a different design. Yeah, I, I was surprised that they didn't put a better GPU in this. That 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 part surprised me. Uh, I, they I, say it can deliver more, a 15% increase in speed, but they don't make any mention of how. It's just... The higher clock speed of the CPU makes the GPU better. I'm, I'm it could be it could be a higher clock speed of the GPU. I, as far as I know, Qualcomm doesn't actually say the clock speed of their GPUs. It's out there on the internet somewhere, though. I, <laughs> you know, when I, when I first thought, saw this before I looked it up, my my first thought was going to be that 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 it's an 8CX but for phones, but it's not. Oh, <laughs> it's, no, it's just no. an 855 with a higher clock speed. You know, like like they could have popped in the the GPU from the HCX. The HCX is much more powerful, and, and again, talking about tiers and different chips for different use cases, um, the HCX is the first time that Qualcomm's most powerful chip isn't made for phones. So I, I thought that maybe they would have brought over some of those components, but they did not. Yeah, but but I think you're right that they should do it eventually because. The, I think that the thing about smartphones is that, and the ARM architecture, that it's been developing so fast that maybe there's no, in a way, there's no time or resources to branch out in that sense. Yeah. And computers have been branching out more because of the processor technology hasn't been evolving, evolving as fast. So you right, just have true. to focus on specific things if you want to achieve certain things. And in phones, you've just make, been making progress so quickly that you don't have that time. But eventually, it might plateau or something, and then you have to branch out up there. Well, it doesn't. I don't think it plateaus, but they are they are moving quickly. Um, but it, it it is a mature platform now, right? Like we started using the Snapdragon eight thirty five in PCs, and it wasn't very good, but still, it said something about the eight thirty five that they were able to pop it in in a laptop. And um, we've had two full generations since then. And these these chipsets are providing way more power than anyone needs. So I don't know if it, if it plateaus because they get to a point where they can't go much further as fast, or if it plateaus because it really is just providing more power than anyone needs. So, you know, flagship phones cost like a thousand dollars these days, right? Yeah. And you know, so so now you like Snap. Qualcomm came out with the Snapdragon seven hundred series for that very reason. You know, you can have high-end phones that do what you needed to do with the performance you need without spending a thousand dollars. And you know, for for most people's needs, 
that Snapdragon 700 series is just fine. Snapdragon 600 series is just fine. And um, I think we might see the 800 series move to that kind of special use case type of thing. I think that would be interesting. Or maybe they'll just continue to use the plus branding, but who knows? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like really buying an iPhone should be, you know, a niche thing. It really should because <laughs> uh, like the way it's priced and what you get for it, it, it really should be a niche. Thing. Like buying a, buying a, a Galaxy S10 or, or a Note 10 should be a niche thing. These things are so expensive and they they provide way more than, than the consumers that use them need. So... You know, like I, I have, I have friends that have switched to the Moto G series, and they buy a Moto G every year. So they spend three hundred dollars on a phone every single year. You know, we think of of that yearly upgrade cycle as the the enthusiasts that always buy the premium phone, but it's not always the case. Like a Moto G is a really good phone, and and um, you know, some people are satisfied with that. Yeah, I, I would not go for a top-end phone or, or one of those $900,000 phones. I, I, even yeah. if I had the money, I I don't think I would buy one of those, especially not on a yearly basis, that's for sure. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm on the iPhone upgrade plan, which I'll probably... Oh, yes. I, 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 I keep planning to get off of it because really, like, I regretted buying the XS Max last year because it just wasn't worth it. Uh, they're they're just not not putting in features that that make it worthwhile to spend that kind of money, and um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully this year I, I'll hold off and not buy it, pay off my phone, and just get rid of it. So, yeah, um, I wanted so to mention something. Yeah, I wanted to mention because we were talking about dedicated gaming stuff, and Qualcomm does have something like that because. On, in April, they announced the. I'm going to send you the link here just to make it easier. But they announced a bunch of new mid-tier processors, and one of them is the 730G, right. which is which is they announced 730 normal, and then the 730G, which is more so focused on gaming. Right. So it has a, a different. I think it has a different GPU, or then a, a better variant of the the GPU with sure. faster graphics and stuff. So it's kind of what they're doing with the 855 plus but for the mid-range and so it's like you were saying that makes i think that makes perfect sense you have uh, specific components for specific kinds of devices and then you can have tiers for this these different categories so you don't have to have necessarily a top-end gaming phone but you can have a more mid-range gaming phone with a 730g and something like that and eventually maybe we don't get to a point where that's possible i love the branding um, yeah. You know, you got you got G for the 730, and then you got plus for the 855. Doesn't so, make a lot of sense, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, I, you know, it's I, I, it's one of the one reason that I think that they might use the 855 plus and the Note 10 and the Pixel 4 is just because they're not actually. It says right on the page is built for gaming, but it's not in the name. Maybe they want other companies to use it in other phones. Who knows? Who knows? We'll yeah, find out uh, August 7th. Yeah. I would believe more that Samsung might do it because maybe they don't want to upsell the Note 10 compared to the S10 line. Google, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if they just use the normal 855. I could see Samsung more inclined to, to do that upgrade just to make it more seem better than the S10. That's the only, maybe. The only reason. But, maybe. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, hey, you know, tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's the fiftieth anniversary of the moon landing. Oh yeah, I, I was looking at the news earlier. Uh, Nvidia recreated it with RTX graphics. That was yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. It's very cool. I'm going. You know, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff was developed on Long Island. Did you know that? I had no idea. <laughs> I, I um... had a feeling. I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so a lot of that like um like Grumman is from is um the it's a, was a company based on Long Island and um yeah like the the lunar module that was developed here and um so tomorrow I'm going to um it's called the the Cradle of Aviation Museum and um we 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 have a real lunar module here you know that oh, yeah oh wow that's pretty cool. yeah it's uh 
Obviously, like there's no surviving lunar modules that that were used, but the the um, the Apollo 18 mission was canceled, and uh, so we have that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I love going to that place, man. I used to live like five minutes away from it, and I would just go down there on Saturday afternoons and walk around. It's a it's a cool place. It's a, it's, a, it's a you know it's an it's an aviation museum. It's awesome. Yeah, that seems interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Most importantly, they sell astronaut ice cream. <laughs> what the heck is astronaut ice cream? I'm not going to curse, but are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? You're, you've never had astronaut ice cream? No, I don't, I don't think so. What the? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You're gonna, I'm, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Okay. Oh, it's, okay. I think I know what it is. Okay. It's, yeah. So, so it's like it's like it's a fr it's basically freeze dried ice cream. So, so it's just a brick of dried ice cream. It it, it melts in your mouth and it's delicious. No, I can't. We we gotta we gotta get some for you. Oh man. Oh, you were just in DC too. You could went to Smithsonian and got some. Oh man, uh, now you're making me feel bad about this. Uh, <laughs> oh no, but it's now my life's mission to get you to try astronaut. Ice cream. <laughs> okay, ne next time I go to the US, uh, I'll, I'll make sure to, to check it out. Absolutely. All I don't right, think that exists it. here. So, yeah. Probably not, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's it. I'm uh, I'm at the Rich Woods on Twitter. Spell your Twitter handle. <laughs> I'm at in the spot, which is I N D D O S P O T. And All right. <laughs> awesome. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. See you, everyone.